For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning all, text 0868104106. When you talk about the weather this morning, it's official. We've had the hottest June ever. The temperature um, record was back in 1940. But this June, above, because of the amount of weeks of sunshine in June and the temperatures that were reached over those weeks in June, it's official. It's been the hottest June ever on record. And the highest, apparently, I know, like, Changed the record, says you, was above in Carlo, 28.8 degrees Celsius on the uh, 13th of June. I hope it's not gone, you know. I hope those wonderful, bammy, sunny, hot days are not gone. They're bound to come back across July and August. Tell me they will. Um, There's a story, that a very emotional story, makes uh, the Echo's front page today. Examiner carried as well. It's the 14 million euro settlement uh, for a lad by the name of Callum McCarthy. He's 16 years old and he cried and wept in court yesterday when the judge approved the settlement for him uh, through his mother. His um, very brave fight and indeed the very brave fight of his mother, Melissa McCarthy, is on the front and inside pages because Callum, through his mother, um, sued the HSE over the care that they received at St. Finbar's Hospital on the Douglas Road um, around the time of his birth in October of 2006. And his senior counsel, uh, Dr. John O'Mahony, uh, was instructed by Frank Bottomer, said that the HSE, as operators of the hospital, admitted negligence but denied the cause of the injuries. Now, it's quite a complicated case. That's why they bring in the likes of Dr. John O'Mahony to deal with cases like this. Um, but it certainly is a relief to the family. 14 million euro to help him with the rest of his life and everyone is very relieved, including the man himself, the young man himself and his ma'am, that it's now all over. Um, incidentally, uh, I, I'm, I'm not for a moment uh, forgetting that, uh, you know, the RT debacle um, certainly left a lot to be desired yesterday. If you thought the media committee uh, was bad on Wednesday, um, the serious heavy hitters came out yesterday to grill many different RT staff members. And it makes the front pages of all of the papers today um, where they, uh, we now know a fraud, right? And we now know that this is not a really a barter against a slush fund uh, that RT had to spend vast quantities of money whining and dining and flying and entertaining uh, corporate clients, uh, advertisers, I suppose. So this slush fund um, was uh, at one stage had one 0.25 million euro in it and these lavish trips I mean if you think the carry on within the FAI was bad and that was shocking enough right up to and including John Delaney's wedding um, the stuff that was going on yesterday with the revelations um, and it was like drip feeding the more that the TDs and those asking the questions including the likes of our own uh, Colin Burke and, and, and James O'Connor from East Cork, the more they asked the question, the more was being re- revealed. So um, if you break it down then, there was uh, 275,000 spent on sports tickets for ad clients. Um, now, when, when you, and I'll come back to that part of it in a few minutes' time, but there are other implications to this now. You, you also probably found out yesterday that, uh, you know, Patrick Kielty is on 250 grand for 30 episodes of the of the late late they, they, no no the, these revelations would have been unheard of Artie would have just circled the wagons this time last year and says no we're not telling you any of this stuff for you know for commercial sensitivity reasons but we know that in fact uh, Keelty has also said that he's, he's turned down 
the 50 grand expenses to come to and from the United Kingdom to present the show um, and that's uh, an offer that was made to him by RT and he turned it on but it was a very grim day and that's the headline in this morning's mail today and no doubt there will be more uh, revelations to come um, particularly regarding the um, splurging of money on rugby tickets dinners at the K Club uh, Champions League finals mother of God almighty they took four clients to the Rugby World Cup um, where was that again? In Japan, wasn't it? So four clients and two RT staff to the Rugby World Cup at a cost of €111,000. I mean, it's insane. Uh, there was €138,000 worth of rugby tickets for matches at the Aviva Stadium. 138000 spent. From my understanding, this money was actually spent. It wasn't a contra. It wasn't tickets for advertising or anything like that. And then there was the trip to the Champions League between Liverpool and Chelsea uh, that year. That was in Madrid, remember? That cost €26,000 paid out by RT. And then you had minibuses um, flying or uh, ferrying people around up to and from Croke Park, uh, parties in, in restaurants around around Dublin and golf days and dinners at the K-Club. Um, it's absolutely insane. It, and it got really, really tense yesterday. Many times it got tense. But it was one time when Richard Collins, the um, chief financial officer of RT, could not remember what he was being paid salary-wise per annum. He did remember in the end. He says, I don't know what my actual salary is. Um, I think that's a, a private matter. Well, James O'Connor was having none of that. More, more on that in, in a few minutes' time. But Leo Varadkar then came out yesterday and said that Dee Forbes, um, Ryan Tuberty, and Ryan Tuberty's agent must come before uh, the committee to answer questions. So that's the latest development of this one. And the question being asked is, who was actually running uh, RTE at the time? Was it uh, Dee Forbes and RTE or was it Ryan Tuberty's agent in fact so that's uh, that's kind of interesting um so also there could be all sorts of uh, legal implications with regards to what happened to Ryan Tuberty being taken off the air even though nothing was illegal in what Tuberty did himself um and part of the committee um conferencing yesterday said that there could be legal action where you could potentially see Ryan Tuberty sue uh, RT now you actually could see D Forbes sue um so it's like, it's, it's absolutely nuts on that scale. And I, and I will come back to it. So you can text 0868 104 um, The papers also uh, break it down with regards to the timeline. This is quite interesting because the Sun look at this. When did Ryan Tuberty know that there was something wrong and that the wheels were about to come off the bus? Um, because he said on the 16th of March that he was going to quit the Late Late Show. So what the papers are asking is, did he know um, about this potential Disaster coming down the track regarding his salary and these two, well, actually three 75 grand payments that were never declared by RT. And if so, did he jump ship ahead of it? Uh, so he said he was stepping down for the late late on, on the 16th of March. And that's interesting because uh, on the 7th of March, that's when Deloitte got on to uh, Richard Collins at RT and said, we're not happy with these two 75 grand invoices. So the Papers this morning are suggesting that Ryan Tuberty may well have known in advance what was happening, and that was the reason why he decided to step down from the Late Late Show. But but why would you do that? Why would you just step down from the Late Late Show 
and continue to, if you had this information, continue to present your radio program. But anyway, this is just the way the papers ask. They, they act. They they go on to different trains and, and they follow different stories, and, and rightly so, because there's a lot more to this uh, than we have already. I'm quite sure there's more to come, uh, particularly if you have um, you know three people who aren't there who will be obliged to attend. Uh, in the future and, there, and I'll come back to that in a few minutes time if, if you like your fizzy drinks and you like your, your diet drinks and you like your drinks with sweeteners aspartame um, which is used in drinks like Diet Coke and Coke Zero and Pepsi Max and lots of other drinks to be quite honest yeah, any sugary drink where they want to take the sugar out they put aspartame in um, they're saying now and I actually thought this, this was the case for many years that it's a possible carcinogenic to humans that's the story that makes the mirror today it is a dangerous additive in fact it's such a dangerous additive that the Times UK this morning says that fizzy drinks that use artificial sweeteners could be as likely to cause cancer as petrol engines exhaust fumes. That's fairly heavy hitting stuff, isn't it? You know, we talk about migration and immigration and stories regarding um, people who do come into the country um, and claim asylum. For those that think that everybody gets to come into the country, think again. 23,000 illegal immigrants were actually refused entry into Ireland in the past five years. Now, you have to divide that 23,000 by five, but at least we're talking about somewhere in the region, maybe four, four and a half thousand a year, who do come into the country, look to come in, but are actually turned away at the airport and put on the next flight out. That's an interesting one, isn't it? 23,000 in, in five years. In fact, there are other kind of um, um, migration and immigration related stories uh, making the papers today, but it has to do with county by county in Ireland. The census is out. And of all of the counties of Ireland, where the people living in those counties love their counties the most, you guessed it. Cork is top of the tree. We Corkonians love Cork so much that we're slow to leave it to go elsewhere. Other counties, they leg it an awful lot faster from their home counties, but we do. Something in the region of 72% of Corkonians love Cork so much that we stayed. It's the one place that we won't rebel against. So there's a lovely story from the census this morning in the mail that says, it's official, Corkonians really are keen as Roy, uh, are keen as Roy on the People's Republic. And you'll find that, the likes of Roy Keane and those that are held up on an international stage, Ronald Garris, the same. Uh, Killian Murphy's another one. They're always front and centre saying they're from Cork and that's one of the most proud achievements in their life. Papers, this morning talk of the Cork courts. There was this character who was using his Zimmer frame to steal. He had, he had the one particular... Um, um, Holland and Barrett um, chemist and health shop on Patrick Street plagued uh, and he went in four times in one week he was robbing all sorts of different stuff I won't even go into it but the interesting point of this is that he, he walks with the aid of a Zimmer frame but he was using the Zimmer frame and the seat you know you lift it and there's a you lift the seat and there's a little pouch under it that's where he was putting all his booty he was in court yesterday and uh, unfortunately he's got jail for 10 months for his latest series of thefts I know I, when I mentioned court cases and I saw a text coming in yesterday saying you keep going on about people getting 10 months and 12 months do you not know that they're out in a matter of weeks and they serve nowhere near that I get that because of the problems within our prisons and the fact that they are full. But um, again, just one other story then related to weather and I don't mean to put the kibosh on it for people who love to go out at the weekend and tomorrow will be nice and go swimming. But would you please be careful for the lion's mane jellyfish? By all accounts, according to online stories this morning, Yvonne Kelly down on Passage West got a photograph of the lion's mane on her camera phone. Now, this is a very dangerous jellyfish. Very rare in Irish waters, 
But you need to be aware that if you're going on the beaches around the course, be careful with jellyfish anyway, but particularly this lion's mane, because if you get a sting from it, it can cause nausea, sweating and cramping. And the tentacles on it are two metres in length, right? Two metres in length. Um, and you'll, you, you should be able to notice the lion's mane because it's orange and red and long. It's got bright red and orange tentacles. It floats on the water, obviously. Um, a lot of jellyfishes are particularly beautiful, but they're more blues and purples. This one is screaming colour. So be aware and be warned. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. And it's a free food Friday as well. Bear that in mind. So text who you are and where you are to 0868-104-106. Courtesy of yourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So on Wednesday, you had the media committee. Yesterday, you had the PAC, which is the Public Accounts Committee. Um, and many, many serious questions were asked of RT. And that's why you've got headlines in the papers this morning, like the Mirror's front page. This is a a busted slush, a slush fund that was used, amongst other things. There are a lot of other stories, stories and sub-stories to this, but uh, we, we did have representation at that committee yesterday and questions were asked by Colin Burke and also James O'Connor, the TD from East Cork. I don't believe I've ever spoken to James O'Connor on the air in the past, but he was seriously prepared yesterday and he gave a very in, um, impressive display with regards to his questions and how he followed the money and the different people who he actually put questions to. will join me in a second, but here's part of his contribution to the committee yesterday. The first question I have, Son, is in relation to the pay of the executive board of RTE. Is that something that you're now going to look upon? And can you furnish this committee with the earnings of each member of that in time, of next, in time for next week's meeting? As I said, one of the first things that we're looking at is the... Uh, the uh, the salaries of and the payments to the top earners uh, in RT and that would include the executive board in terms of um, publishing those it's certainly something that we are considering should be done and it was discussed yesterday at the joint directors committee as well in relation to that to consider is not enough I think it yeah. needs to be published in full yeah, I because nothing else, quite frankly, is going to rebuild the public's trust with your organisation until they know precisely how much money each member has earned. And I think in addition to that, the top 100 earners within the organisation of RT should also now be made public. I think that's absolutely imperative. Yeah, and I, and I, I undertake to do that. You intend to do it. Yeah. Do you have a timeline on such a decision being, ta- or being implemented well, or when the public will be made aware of this and this committee? And as soon as practically possible. Was this a conversation that the board of RT never had? Like, how, how, how do we get to this position where ultimately a PR catastrophe is the cause of us now having this conversation? Did the, did the executive board of RT not recognise, surely before now, that one individual had pretty much godlike power when it came to the, the presenters that are being allowed airtime on our most significant broadcaster in the state? Correct, and, and and that's what we're looking at in terms of whether we continue to deal with agents. So that's the chair of the RT Authority, Sean Nirahalik. He was honing in on questions regarding her and the board and the rates of pay. The second part of that would have been asking about the role, I believe, of the agent, uh, Noel Kelly. James O'Connor joins me by phone. Uh, James, thanks for taking the call. Um, did, did, did you guys yesterday feel as if it was like just pulling teeth slowly, arduously, trying to get answers? 
I think in relation to yesterday's committee meeting, <clears throat> above all else, the sense of sadness watching the RT executive board destruct and to sadness for the operation that is RT, the staff within it. You know, it's an organisation of nearly 1,000 people. Uh, what was laid bare to the entire country yesterday by the performance of the executive board was just how inequ- how much inequity there was within that organisation, depending on who you were, how well you were treated, and how well you were paid by that organisation. And what was utterly astonishing, uh, appalling, as a matter of fact, was the amount of money uh, that has appeared to be used uh, incredibly inappropriately, possibly even fraudulently, uh, in in this parks style operation that RTE was or that 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 was RTE was operating, um, which is is now the matter of of potential Garda investigation, uh, and that's something. Could that, that happen, James? I believe it's moving in that direction, and I think we have to be really careful. Really, really careful now in terms of the of awarding of what what is said, um, because you know it's moving in, 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 in that that style of a direction. Okay, but I we, we well, well, it was laid out yesterday. Some of those events, the uh, four four clients and two staff going to the Rugby World Cup in Japan at a cost of a hundred and eleven thousand euro. It was disgusting. Uh, I think that was one of the most that one of the most audible gasps. In the room yesterday was when that was laid down. Um, you know the idea that four people could travel on a business class junket to Japan um, to enjoy the World Cup at the expense of RTE and ultimately at the expense of the taxpayers of this country is profoundly wrong. One hundred and thirty-eight thousand uh, euro worth of tickets for rugby matches. Correct. And what we also saw yesterday is in relation to. The, 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 you see, they were using the, the barter accounts. So a lot of people are very confused about how barter accounts and to, to, to work. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think there was many politicians even knew of their existence until these items were brought to our attention in the last two weeks. But what I have to say is that, you know, these were even used as these instruments of negotiation when it came to the darker side of the perks in relation to working for the RT organisation by milking effectively having an agent in place who was kingmaker about who and who didn't get the opportunity to appear on the major slots in RTE. And I said yesterday that we had allowed the situation to occur, or how RTE had allowed the situation to occur, where somebody had almost godlike power in relation to the major slots. That ultimately was wrong. Something that the board should have actually stood their ground. But they, but they, but they claim time after time that they weren't aware of all of the detail. If you talk of godlike, surely that's Dee Forbes that well, she kept all of the cards. Well, it, just in relation to what who who was and who wasn't aware, what actually transpired by the end of the meeting is some individuals in the room were benef- benefactors of things like the, the, the tickets that had been provided for a U2 concert. Uh, that was something that came to the attention yesterday about a bus that had been organised to go to that, that said U, U2 concert. Also trips to Japan. There was people in the room that had participated in those particular trips. There was images that emerged yesterday. And that's something that we now need to scrutinise even further. Um, I don't want to go down the road of naming individuals here just purely on the basis of legal reasons. Mm. Yesterday within the committee we had a privilege of you course yeah, as the witnesses before us and yeah. I think that's important to acknowledge. But what has been made public now and it comes from the Taoiseach down is that the next stage here would be Ryan Tuberty, D. Forbes and Noel Kelly in a room. 
Exactly. So what the Public Accounts Committee is going to have to look at now is, is, is a, using a very, very rare instrument around compatibility. And that basically means where somebody is, you know, if you're familiar from, from anybody who might watch US TV dramas where they use the word subpoena in many legal shows or dramas. Mm. So this is basically where somebody is forced effectively to come before the committee or where the committee is given full powers to extend its remit to go in in depth and look at what's going on. So basically by the catastrophic performance of the attendees Marty yesterday, every single aspect of this is going to be going to be filed through now by not just us, but I also suspect by others. They're going to be independent auditors auditors also. The ministers want to have some very very difficult decisions. Quite frankly, I don't think anybody, bar the, the representative um, of the RTE staff sitting on that board's position, uh, is tenable after what we saw yesterday. Um, you know, I, 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 have a, I have a sickening feeling leaving the room after the meeting because, you know, we just saw the utter collapse of confidence and any remaining confidence that, that any decent and honest politician in this country could have. And as a matter of fact, the public as well in the entity that is RTE mm. is utterly shameful what's after occurring. And I think it's, it amounts to almost, it's bordering on criminality. That's not a decision for me to make. But from what I saw yesterday, it stinks to high heavens and I think it's fraud. Okay, so this, um, well, if you think it's fraud, that's why you say there could be a guard investigation. But with regards to, say, Ryan Tubbley, D Forbes and Noel Kelly, what you're saying that they would be compelled to come in and answer questions, even if they didn't wish to, um, um, and if they still refuse, what, 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 what are the powers then? Well, effectively, if that was situation was to occur, I actually think it would be even further detrimental. You know, when you go into the committee room yesterday, as others did, they had an opportunity to defend themselves. They performed spectacularly poorly. That was their own fault. That was their decision to do so. What was also quite clear yesterday was that there was an awful lot of disagreement among the attendees at the meeting. I felt that there was multiple attempts by one another to throw uh, each other under the bus because obviously it's quite, you know, it's very, very evident that some people know more than others. Like I give a very simple example yesterday that the, the, the chairperson uh, soon of RTE, uh, the chairperson of the board, of the executive board of directors, she said that they were going to make no every effort to publish the top, the, the board. Uh, executive the executive board's pay uh, when I pushed her on this as you play that clip out uh, you know she did give a, a pretty strong commitment uh, if not a, an absolute decision that it was going to be done yet then when the, the financial controller of RTE uh, the person who ultimately has responsibility for the finances within the organisation was asked he said that his salary was a private matter now I did to be fair go bananas when he said that okay, after okay. Uh, let's, and then he did admit it so yeah. you know it just goes to show that this is how this is how, uh, you know, the, how I, I'm just trying to think of, of, of a correct word to describe it, but it's a mess and, and it just can't go on. Okay, this is a clip of the audio, actually. I think that was a, was that was some questioning from Colin Burke, TD, I believe, wasn't it, where he was grilling um, uh, Richard Collins um, about his salary. Have a listen. Slush fund, because yeah. if you look at the definition of a slush fund, and I got it from Black's Law, this one. role as, as chief finance officer and if you don't mind uh, yeah. for, for, for the record how much are you paid as, as chief finance officer <laughs> I think that's a private matter you know I think we're going to disclose our, our okay. we're going to disclose our earning we've been sorry, asked sorry just Sarah, just want to intervene here for a minute the chair of the board said that all of those figures are going to be published 
And given the fact that you're, you know, that you're in the, you're working for a public organisation, I would expect to hear that answer here today. Deputy has asked you, how much is your salary? I expect you to, I would expect you to answer that question. I don't know what my exact salary is off the top of my head. Of course, don't, no, but I can give you. I, no, sorry, I can give you. Sorry, sorry. Give you an ex Chief yeah. Financial Officer of RT can't tell us what he's paid. I'm supposed to buy that. Chief Financial Officer, just Chief Financial Officer. He asked the question by the deputy who has the floor. Deputy Bradley has the floor. And he did then disclose, didn't he, James, that it's two hundred euro and some sort of a car, two hundred thousand and a car allowance, I believe. Um, that, that, that's correct. And, and just in addition to this, I think this is imperative to, just for the public are aware. It also became knowledge yesterday that there was a significant number of tenure tickets purchased in the Aviva for 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 for, for the RFU rugby tickets. Just to give an indication, the cost of those are staggering. Uh, they're for the ultimate uh, elites in, in Irish society that can afford to do so. Uh, and these were being used effectively to have a, a merry-go-junket-style culture. I described it yesterday as, as, as almost like a continuation of, of this Celtic Tiger-style culture, a Las Vegas-style culture uh, that, 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 that RTE executives enjoyed and a certain few who were privileged within the organisation. Uh, what I found quite disgusting yesterday uh, particularly some of the information, you know, when, when, when Geraldine O'Leary was being pressured around these expensive and, and lavish uh, junket-style behaviour uh, being undertaken by RTE. You know, somebody did put it to yesterday about her uh, involvement in an event at the K-Club. Her response was a sneer to say, I don't play golf. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there was there, there was this just absolutely atrociously out-of-touch questions. You know, I'm a politician, I'm a TD, my salary is published, and, you know, we all look over our shoulders every day over a cup of coffee we buy if we didn't do our paper properly of it. And I just have to say, looking at the, just the gross, gross mismanagement of money, of public money within RTE, it, and the amount of money involved, it, it's just it's just eye-watering. And, and I have to say, like, radio stations like the one I'm on here today, you know, other radio stations all over the country that are not the national broadcaster, that don't benefit from the from, from the TV licence in this country, you know, they're not getting the sufficient support from, from government. And I think now government needs to go in and actually fully review how we do subsidise media and how we do subsidise, you know, different media outlets other than RT in the country. Because, you know, I, I, I have no confidence in public money going into RT. They get almost a quarter of a billion a year from the public in this country. Well, you forensically took them apart yesterday at the committee, all of you did. But what's for the future now? You talk of fraud, you talk about potential guard investigation, we talk about there will publish the top 100 salaries. What does it mean for the likes of dealing with agents? Um, the, you know, they use this term talent, like as if everybody else is untalented. What, what does it mean for the board of RT? Uh, what does it mean for whether or not Ryan Tuberty will ever make it back on air? Can you answer to any of that? Well, and in terms of the agents, right, I accept that there's probably never going to be a situation in show business where, and when I mean show business, I mean across, across the arts and entertainment sector where agents won't have a role to play. But what hasn't been allowed to occur is that one agent has accumulated enormous amounts of power and influence. That's something that should have been highlighted with the board and perhaps discussed with the agent to say that you now have a number of our, our number one radio stars or our television and radio stars on your pay books. And this is something that we can't necessarily allow to continue from a competition point of view. And that's something I think the board could look at implementing. Could they put a situation in place where there'd be a minimum of three or four agents dividing up 
you know, a lot of the, of the main stars. Another point I made yesterday in terms of having direct salary roles within the organisation, that's something that I suppose, you know, there is ramifications that come with that when it comes to pension entitlements for people in high salaries, yeah. you know, redundancy payments, so that there is complications around that. But for the middle management of RT, or when I mean middle management now, I mean middle income earners within the organisations, the researchers, those that might have been working as programme managers, uh, they are all absolutely sickened by what after coming to, to public knowledge. Uh, and I, I have to say I commend them for what they've done. They've been very brave to take on the, the, the upper echelons of, 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 the, of, of, the, of the RT's structure. Uh, of the management to expose what was going on within that organisation yeah, yeah. and they've been forced to take pay cuts. Yeah. So I think they need to be looked after in, 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 was, in a was this the hiding? Was this the, this Was this the hiding of what was deemed to be pay cuts to everybody, including Ryan Tuberty, that never turned out to be a pay cut because you had these invoices that were sent to RTE um, under the name of some company in the UK uh, that were paid to Noel Kelly for uh, consultancy services that Noel Kelly gave RTE regarding COVID, but the money ultimately then went to Ryan Tuberty. Is that am I misreading that? So, but basically, the Barclay accounts, we don't know precisely what that money was spent on, but what we do know is that it was spent on pretty pretty much providing, you know, uh, luxuries is what I might term them as, whether it was in relation to any you know, freebies or in relation to discounted items. No, but the two um, invoices, the two seventy-five thousands. That's right. They were paid into Noel Kelly. That, that's correct. But the point, the point being in terms of the expenditure on those, we don't have concrete details yet in relation to what they were used for. And now we're going to have to await the second publication of the, of the revised Grant Thornton report. So that there, is, there is a secondary report being done into this now. Uh, effectively, when that's done, the Public Accounts Committee will obviously okay. be scrutinising it. Okay. But I think we're going to have a repeat of what we saw this week, next week, and until, until such a time, uh, that all of these figures are brought to light. Uh, it, we're not going to even see anything close to closure on this. I, as a matter of fact, as I said yesterday, the meeting took a very dark turn yeah. halfway through proceedings. Yeah, I but think this is going in a very dangerous direction. No, it's, it's far from over. But if nothing illegal was done, um, it pretty much has destroyed Ryan Tuberty's career, has it not? Although he's not guilty of any illegality as such. Um one of the committee yesterday said this, and I don't know was this in privilege and whether I can even bring this up, but that this could this could result in potential litigation from a number of people. Yes, it will. I, I, I genuinely believe it will. Uh, and that's fine to say. Um, but what we do know, like, and this is my point when it comes to, to Mr. Tuberty, and like, I, I, I've met Ryan on a number of occasions, I'm sure you have yourself. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Yeah. He's a nice man. But what I have to say, I was so disappointed by what has come to light because effectively when his deal ceased with Reynolds on account of the on account of the of the pandemic, uh, I thought in the middle of, 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 of what was going on with the country, I don't need to remind anybody how horrible the pandemic was, how difficult it was for people, whether they were let go from their roles or they were having to, to, to claim the pandemic unemployment payments. Um, or whether their their normal working arrangements were completely upended, but to have to go in then and to to allow the agent, which unfortunately he did, you know, nobody is going to be able to to, to change history again, to go in and effectively get an additional salary bump and pretend it was in relation to the uh, the, the Renault deal, you know, that to me is 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 just not good enough. 
it's disappointing and not to see that being reflected on the public's the pub, publicised salary sadly has very serious ramifications uh, and you know it, I think it comes from this that there are people in our society that sometimes think they're above everybody else but at the end of the day when you're on a, in a job like that working in the public eye like ourselves as public representatives unfortunately you know you 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 can't let that set on you know you're not you're not entitled to do as you wish and you do need to take care of your own personal finance and is that a reference Uh, to ryan tuberty you're making there oh absolutely i'm I'm making the point that in relation to mr tuberty that you know taking the additional money in the midst of a pandemic you know because he's 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 commercial dealer at reynolds was 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 in, in, in effectively effectively was removed on account of the pandemic, and then subsequently gaining that extra money from RTE through the mechanism that was created. That to me is utterly appalling, and that should not have occurred. And that's the basis of what has occurred, or, or what what, what has been brought to public knowledge. Do, do you think that he would make it back on air after all of this? I don't think RTE and Ryan Tuberty can have a professional future after this. Okay. 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 All right. Much that's obliged. Only my opinion, by yeah. the way. Oh, that's all uh, I'm asking uh, is your opinion. Say other things, you know, but that's just my own opinion. So, what's next? I think next is what we're going to need to try and do is find somebody honest and decent uh, to go in. Um, you know, there are many, many people within uh, many sectors in our society, from 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 business and enterprise, from academia somebody clean to go in and to start rebuilding trust in RTE and rebuilding the organisation. And that's not something that's going to be done in a couple of months. It's going to take a number of years to repair the damage that has been done. That's something we discussed yesterday. What is going to be the economic impact in RTE? And we we, we did discuss it's probably going to be in the millions for the organisation as a consequence of potential legal actions from potential drops in in, in commercial deals within the organisation. So this is catastrophic and it's going to require a complete retrofit of RTE. Now, I would like to say this much. I just want to commend the presenters that came out and discussed their salaries, their pay arrangements. You know, that that was not a, a, a very a very, um, a very nice thing to have to do. But, well, uh, all they did ultimately was acknowledge that the published figures were correct. That wasn't really yes. a big deal doing that. that well, I suppose in the midst of, of, of all of the uncertainty, I, I had to welcome us because there was very little, there was very few other people telling the truth during the week. Okay, okay. Uh, appreciate you taking the call this morning. James O'Connor, Fianna Fáil TD for East Cork at yesterday's um, committee hearing, the PAC uh, committee, uh, talking with uh, heads within RTE. Uh, text 0868104106. Thank you, James. Back after the break. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Colin Burke TD, Fianna Gael TD, was also questioning uh, RTE yesterday. Part of the audio uh, is uh, him questioning RTE's Chief Financial Officer Richard Collins about the barter account that in the dictionary he said to him, the barter account, because he checked, is actually defined as a slush fund. A slush fund, because if you look at the definition of a slush fund, and I got it from Black's Law Dictionary, a reserve of money held secretly by a company that had no accountability for its use. That's exactly what we're talking about. This is a slush fund. So let's stop talking about it being a barter account. Okay. We had very little accountability about the money going into it. It was. But, like, had it sat within the internal control system, you know, for expenditure of 75,000, it would have probably been... But you're in charge of the internal control system. Stewart. I mean, you, you know, this is money going from RTE to a barter account where you don't even know what the money is for. Am I correct? I did. 
the the invoice was labelled consultancy services. It was approved by the director. But you're the financial director. You have the opportunity of raising queries. I'm asking you, okay, you didn't raise a query on any on this. Have you raised queries on other invoices coming in over the last two to three years? I haven't seen other invoices coming in with uh, consultancy services, just labelled consultancy services. But isn't that no reason for then asking the question if you haven't? Yeah, it is the reason now why we should go back and look at this. Hindsight, 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 as the fellow says. Colin Burke joins me by phone. Colin, good morning. Morning, Neil. So your definition, as you outlined yesterday from the dictionary of a slush fund, has now been picked up and the word, the big word in town now on the manor is busted slush. And all of the papers are quoting your reference to a slush fund. What did you make it yesterday where you had barter accounts and slush funds and payments for the, the, the Rugby World Cup and the Aviva and uh, fake invoices? Well, I think the, the biggest issue that I have on this meal is the fact that there was money being paid out by RGE to an account that no one knew anything about as regards how it was being used. And, you know, I've talked to accountants and, you know, you get in an invoice for 75,000 Marta's consultancy fees. The first question you ask, well, what were these consultancy fees for? Um, and then my understanding is from accountants is that you have an, obli- an obligation to report to revenue as well, where it's over €6,000 an invoice like that. So I, I just don't understand where money was being paid out to an account. Um, and then In the UK, North- would there be a VAT in implication UK- in that? Well, that's the question, Mark. And the, the other issue that I have, remember, in order to get 75000 to Ryan Tuberty, in fact, €115,280 was paid out. So why, words, why was there that extra fee? Well, that's the question I ask. For instance, it's like you need to come into my office and you're saying I want to pay Jack Murphy 75000 but I don't want it to come from myself. I want you to take a cheque from me for 75000 I'll put it into my client account in my legal office and then I'll pay Jack Murphy out of 75000 And then I say to you, Neil, well... My handling fee for this is forty thousand three hundred eighty. Bizarre, and the handling Absolutely. fee was also paid the with the seventy-five. Yes, in other words, so the total there were two sums paid out of one hundred fifteen thousand three hundred eighty euros for two years. Twice, um, so twice. So in other words, seventy-five thousand uh, for each year in order to go to rent property. And then there's a whole question arises as regards money going out of an account here in Ireland, going to the UK coming back to the UK to someone here in Ireland. So, as far as I'm concerned, there is no there is no other description for this, but this is a slush fund. The other thing is about the fact that no one in RTE had control over this account. There was no accountability. It appears that there was some money from commercial transactions also paid into this account directly. So, this is a huge... Uh, you know, there's serious, serious questions that have to be okay. asked. It's quite complicated in many ways, but some of it is very simple. Uh, part of it, for very instance, simple. where where it was was D Forbes suspended? Did she resign? Was she sacked? What? How do you drill into that? I mean, a lot of that well, information well, was withheld I, up until yesterday. I, well, I think the issue is that it was interesting actually in public accounts. With a really interesting day yesterday because. Yesterday morning we started off at 9.30 with the horse racing regulatory board um, and we found that they came in, their financial advisor had to step aside 24 hours earlier because of issues there. So, you know, there, there must be full accountability when we're dealing with taxpayers' money and it's important that, you know, 
I'm not clear that... No, but I'm saying one minute she was on holidays, right? And the next minute she was suspended with pay. And then it turned out that actually the the chair, Shuani Rahalik, had asked her to resign. She refused to do that in a week... I think on a legal basis, I think the, the appropriate way of dealing with this was ask, it was ask her to step aside for a period of time and not just the time that there was a full investigation. And that would have been my advice. If someone came to me, if you came to me in the morning and asked me for advice, that's the legal advice. I, came. I think I don't think there was a full and thorough investigation in place before that request was put into her. So I think that was not the correct way of dealing with it. But that's my legal opinion. But was it not a case that she was actually gone for a period of time and Minister Martin knew nothing about that? Absolutely, and I think this is the the whole issue about, you know, this is a state organisation. There must be full accountability both to the Minister, to the Department and to us in the office and also to you and I as taxpayers. This is taxpayers' money that's being used up as well as getting in money from commercial advertising, etc. Well, you say it's an abuse of taxpayers' money. Well, I think there's. I think the revenue are going to be looking at this now. They're going to be looking at this account. Who got the benefit from it? Have they now a tax liability because they got a benefit from this account? And I think they have. So, in other words, if someone got um, some kind of, um, I suppose, free, um, uh, you know, accommodation or whatever, then there's a tax application. And remember, every company in Ireland. You go back 30 years ago, Neil. You you are well aware of. The, the amount of stuff that was done under the counter, that has all changed over the last 30 years. Every organisation is very much tax compliant and the revenue has okay. such a hold on everything. Now. Ab- absolutely. And, and okay. rightly so. yeah, there's two and aspects to so. this. One is the commercial implications of this and the slush fund and the money spent on tickets overseas and Rugby World Cup. The other part of this, of course, is a, seemingly a fear that RTE have of losing their big stars, even though those big stars have nowhere to go, and bending over backwards to facilitate them, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that stands up. I mean, fair enough, if you're in the UK, where you have over 60 million of the population, you have a whole number of um, media outlets, you don't have the same here in Ireland. And I don't think that we need to be paying out the kind of money that we're paying out. Um, and I also think that this issue where... On the one hand, we were asking people to take a 15% reduction, and on the other hand, then we negotiate an under-counter arrangement in order to keep someone happy. I don't think that's the way to deal with it. Um, and I think also, I think the agent who advised Ryan Troubley has serious questions to ask, uh, to answer, in the sense that he advised someone, well, we'll, we'll pay you this through the books, and we'll arrange another arrangement for you to get extra money. But you that, see, you don't know that whether that money was that prob- money was probably all declared for tax purposes, though. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about yeah. it being declared. But the way it was done has then raised, you know, the, the long-term, um, I suppose, career of Brian Tuberty now has serious question marks over it. And that's a serious issue. But, but what if he's caught in the crossfire he's... here? You're a legal man. Is there a, a, perhaps a, a, an, I mean, could there be a, a litigation over this? Um, is it, well, I think there's, there's all sorts of um, difficulties from a legal point of view um, that we all have to be very careful of. Um, and I think that's the reason why I think the board of management, the board of directors, um, Everyone has to be careful before you ask anyone to step down. 
Um, and I think in normal processes that you would ask someone to take leave of absence for a period of time until such time as their full investigation. I think the way this matter was dealt with, I must admit that I that I agree with it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm losing you there because I know you're travelling on the on the on the yeah. train from Dublin to Cork. But so I'm, I'm, what I'm saying to you is that I think you know everyone needs to be careful now. Okay, this okay. is a complex. It, it's it's difficult, and I think it's important that there is uh, everyone um, deals with this in a, a proper manner. But that there is full and open trust. But the commissioner think, Drew Harris has promised to investigate this if Gardaí receive complaints. I'm not quite yeah. sure whom the complaints will come from. Well, but I think the revenue, the revenue will be the ones that will go in there now because this is an account which was not being declared. Um, and as I said, it's a slush fund, and there's no question about it. But it appears that over the last two years, over a million euros has gone through this account. There must be full account. They're told it's somewhere around 1.25 million. We don't know it until we see what transactions went through it. I think revenue would be very interested in looking at that. And remember, revenue have already gone into RT in relation to people who are being treated as subcontractors, but who were technically yeah, they were fine for employees. Yeah. And they have had to pay out money to revenue already on that, okay. and they had to formalise okay. a lot of those contracts. So likewise, I think revenue are going to go in on this. And remember, this is a state company. Here we are requesting a company that's up privately that there is full compliance at times with their obligations totally. under legislation. And, I, you know, as I was saying to an accountant this morning, you know, the fact is that the auditors, and when you go in as an auditor in an account, in, in a, an organisation, remember, RT is a huge organisation, the amount of paperwork that had to go through in doing that audit, yet the auditors were able to identify these invoices um, straight away and brought him to the attention of the Chief Financial Officer. And the point I would have to the Chief Financial Officer, if an, audit, uh, an auditor could identify this, how come he didn't identify it? And why didn't he ask the question okay. that he broke the period of okay. time? Do you feel sorry for him at all? I mean, at one stage, he, he couldn't remember his salary. He, he was seriously caught in the headlights. Well, he was seriously caught, but this is what public accounts is about. It's about making sure that there's full accountability for the taxpayers. We're there to do a job. You know, it's... Um, it, for for us as members of the account uh, of the of the committee, there's a huge volume of paperwork. I can get anything up to you know a thousand pages of documentation for any one meeting, yeah. and it's about taking picking what is relevant and where questions need to be asked. And I think that's the role of the public accounts committee because remember the state, the amount of money that we collect from the re- from the taxpayer. And it's important that that okay. is used efficiently and okay. that there's full accountability to tax and that's our job. Okay, thank you for that. Obliged um, travelling down from Dublin on the train, so the line wasn't the best in the end. My apologies for that. But uh, Colin Burke, TD, Fine Gael, TD from the PAC uh, committee meeting yesterday. A lot of texts on this, which we'll pick up after 10. Text 0868104106. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. 
Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. And you can text 0868-104-106. You can always email neil at redfm.ie. That's what the good people down in Avancore in Middleton did earlier this week. Four or five of the residents all got in touch with me at the same time regarding the carry-on in a house there. We have an update, and it's a good update on that story uh, before quitting time this morning. But one that I, story that I mentioned this morning, um, a very, very sad story about um, Callum McCarthy, who cried in court yesterday when there was a settlement approved for him and his family. His brave mother took on the HSC and makes the front page of this morning's uh, Examiner and indeed Echo. Uh, and uh, Callum's mum joins me on the phone, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. I think we may have spoken in the past, am I right? Yeah, we were. I was fighting for nearly everything for him, really, and... I don't know, was that a housing or something? With I know, something you've been fighting the good fight for a long time. But yesterday, yeah. with Dr. John O'Mahony, the senior counsel uh, on your side, it all got sorted. Um, and, and Callum crying in court and Callum crying outside court. Is that relief? I think he is relieved because he saw the stress that was for me and he hated... Every time I'd get the phone calls, you know, there's a lot to sort out with these cases. So he hated seeing me stressed. And I think the relief of it finally being over for us, it was just a big thing for him as well. Was it an exhausting journey? Oh, yeah, very hard. 16 years of fighting for everything, literally everything. You know, you do it on your own. You know, you have to fight for school. You have to just even speech appointments, everything. So you're just left to do it, you know. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I've, I've been reading the, the, the case as best I can this morning and, and we do know that in, it was 2006, wasn't it? You were having yeah. an awful lot of contractions, excessive frequency of yeah. them and there should have been an intervention that there wasn't. No, instead they overdosed me with actually extra stuff to bring on more contractions and that's when I could feel my heart going into stress and I knew something was wrong with him. Okay. Dr. John said that this permitted um, Callum to be deprived of oxygen to suffer fetal distress and injury due to this failure um, and he then sadly developed physical, psychological and cognitive impairment. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And it, it was just very hard because I was just sitting there not knowing what was going on and they wouldn't tell me anything. So that was the hardest part for me. I actually blamed myself for a while until I realised that they had done something wrong. Mm, mm. And after the birth, when did you notice that all did not seem right with Callum? See, they whipped him away. I didn't even know if I had a girl or a boy. I was like, what is going on? So I was left in the room on my own and they were like resuscitating him back. And then it was the next morning when they brought me down. I was like, what's going on? They wouldn't tell me anything, so that was very hard. So it was then when I met the professor, he started to explain things, and I was just in shock. I was literally, at that time, only 20 years of age. So it was a big shock to me. First child? First child, yes, yeah. And, and of course, as, as, as a smally and then as a toddler, did you, did you notice that he wasn't thriving or meeting his markers and things? Yeah. Yeah, because um, he had other problems on top of it as well where he couldn't go to the toilet or anything, so I had to do all that for him. And he wasn't sitting up, he wasn't walking, he wasn't. He hadn't much speech, and he was just very, you know, cranky and cross all the time. And, like, you know, it was just mm. hard mm. not knowing what to, to do and to help him. And then asking for answers, nobody would tell me. They were like, oh, it's this diagnosis or it's this diagnosis. You know, I never really got proper answers. And how did you unravel that then and decide that you were going to get the right answers? 
I actually was speaking to somebody and I was telling them what happened and I happened to be a head nurse and she has said something's not right here you need to go to a solicitor and find out what happened and I, I kind of had that feeling myself so when I went in and when I found out what actually happened I couldn't believe it So Frank Bottomer took up the case then did a lot yeah. of digging as they do brought in Dr John O'Mahony and that's why you ended up with a 14 million euro settlement yesterday but you fought for all of the years of his early life he's 16 now even to get basic yeah. help and services like many others yeah, you're just left there fighting and ringing every single day. And you're literally like an addict, just ringing and ringing and ringing just to get him into school. No school would accept him because he had too many problems. They were like, sorry, we don't have enough people here to yeah, help you. Yeah, you're heard that so many times. Yeah, oh, so yeah. many times. And he's a big, tall, handsome lad with a, with a lovely yeah. sense of style with regards to his dress. But oh. how is he, how's he getting on? Like, um, How's life for him? It's very hard. He doesn't have any friends. His friends in the deaths are, he does deaths and they make him, you know, they just make him smile. They look after him there. You know, he's not able for a lot of stuff, but it never stopped him. He he always says to me, Mom, I'm perfect. And I always say, you are. He never lets anything stop him. He's just amazing. But it was just hard watching, you know, wanting to be accepted. And because of the way he speaks, everyone just stares at him and, the people on the dirt, they're just amazing with him. They just really made him feel welcome for the first time. And he couldn't do any soccer or football things. It was too hard for him. Was he looking on wondering why? He kind of knew, but he didn't want to know. Yeah. He, 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 He's he fighting the good fight himself, isn't he, Melissa? He is. And even in school, you know, he had his junior start and he was crying, saying I'm, he knew he wasn't able, but I was just so proud. said, it doesn't matter what you get, just do it. Do you know, I was just proud that he was able to do it. What difference will this make now to his life and the life of your little family? Do you know, just for him to be able to even get like more speech and more physio, because you're on waiting lists. You're just a number on waiting lists constantly. And for him to go swimming and even go to the gym and strengthen himself up, do you know? Mm. And me not running around constantly, because I have two other boys. So me not running around all the time and... I'm just, you know, just for him to, to make him happy. I just want him to have some kind of a life now because he missed out on so much. And have you advice for other people who went through maybe similar scenarios and never did anything because they were told something else and they were not answered the questions directly? Um, what, what, do you, what would your thoughts be for them? I actually had to argue with doctors, nurses, because they used to tell me, this is wrong with your child, that's wrong with your child. It was always something different and I always knew my gut. And when I stood up to them, they listen. So you have to kind of, I know it's terrible saying it, but you have to stand up to, like, the doctors or, you know, anyone to say, look, I know my own child. And even, I never forget, we were admitted to hospital one time and they were trying to tell me it was something like a, a viral infection when it actually was to do with, like, reflux and stuff. And I actually had to ask for a different doctor. And when this doctor came in, she sat there and listened to me. And she just said, you were actually right about your child getting mm-hmm. reflux. I said, I know. A I parent's instinct, parent. yeah. And is that yeah. what you say to people? Follow your instinct, yeah. don't be afraid. Well, yeah, and I always say, like, you get a gut feeling, so you know. I know. And so so all of these things that you were told, they weren't, that wasn't the case at all. All of this and the issues in his yeah. life were back to his birth. Yeah, yeah. And every time you sit there listening to the doctors, and because you have to go to all these other professors, because they have to examine them and other sides, you kind of get to know what really happened because they're writing it on paper for you and then you have to sit there listening to these other people and I, I used to just nod and say, okay, okay. Well, they knew really 
Yeah. So I just, just I knew that we would get our, you know, our day, and we'd have our fight, and he'd have all the care. So I just kept putting up with it till we had our day. You did. You had your day yesterday, not just the yeah. settlement, but also I believe an apology. That's one thing. When I sat down with Frank, I said, I don't care about money. I need this apology for my head because I blamed myself for so long. I was like, this is what I really want. And I didn't think I was getting it yesterday and I was a bit upset. And then when they read out the apology, we all just broke down crying. And I think Callum heard it. And when I saw him cry, it just... I think he knew it was over then and just seeing his little face. I I was so proud. Yeah, and so you should be. And he'd be very proud of you for fighting the fight with him and for him. Um, I'm so happy for you and I'm quite sure anybody else that's listening is happy as well because it's a life changer. It's a game changer for you and your family. So look after each other. Thanks so much for taking the call. It's a great great time going forward for you now. So you will all thrive and be very happy. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Melissa McCarthy on behalf of her son, Callum McCarthy, little 16-year-old lad whose life now will change for the better. Text 0868-104-106. Just hold on there. We'll clear an ad break. Back in a sec. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Tell you about the lion's mane uh, jellyfish that was spotted on in Passage West. Paddy says, the lion's mane jellyfish is one of the reasons humans shouldn't be in the sea. We're not welcome there. (laughs) There are are way too many creatures in there that don't want us there in the first place. And the lion's mane jellyfish is just an example of that, Susie. Thank you for that. Uh, text 0868104106. Bit of drama this morning, bit of drama for Neve up at Lidl in Churchfield. Neve, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> bit of drama. What did you do? Um, I was just after going, I was after dropping my eggs that was at the school. And then I said I'd fly over to Lidl with my uh, newborn. Six week uh, old premature that- baby Arlo. Yeah. And um, I had, I just walked in with him in the car seat and my handbag. So I was out putting my little bit of shopping into the car or into my handbag. And the keys were down the end of my handbag. So I just got Arlo into the car and put my handbag down underneath him on the floor like. And by the time I got to the other side of the car, the car was after locking. So, How's that, uh, how does that happen? It's trip locked. It's just all these new electrical cars, like, yeah. well, mine's a 141. Yeah. So I got on to my partner, he flew across straight away. Then. So Arlo's inside in the car and you're locked yeah. out. Oh, God. I'm locked out. Oh, God. And all the people from Little now, to be fair, all the staff and everything, like, they couldn't have been any more healthy. They tried it because my window was open a tiny notch. So they went in, they got big mop brushes and everything and they were trying to get, I have a lock button inside. Yeah. And they were trying to open pop it. that. Yeah, button. pop it. But, yeah, so my mechanic said what was after happening was after triple locking. So with the key, once it's locked, with the key is triple locked and the only way it's open is with the key. So how, so what happened next then? So we were planning on breaking the window. And then we were after ringing up openings and a man came along he said look that's going to cost you over 100 euro he said and in the state he said they'd have it done in the space of five minutes as he said it's sickening money but if it was if the child wasn't asleep and was in distress i wouldn't have cared if i had to pay thousands <laughs> i know you're looking in at your small little baby helpless yeah. No. So then um, a man pulled up in the van and he had a, a big copper pipe 
Mm-hmm. He must have been a plumber or something with a big hook. And he hooked my hand. He bent the chaff and hooked my bag out and they sat empty my handbag and got my keys. How so. did he get the handbag out the car, though? Because the, the window was open a tiny bit. Yeah. About two inches, so they got we got the hand or hand out of the handbag. Through two inches of window. My God. Yeah. That's amazing. And the lock yeah. popped and off he went. The, the, the white knight in the white van. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, I, guess I never got his name. You know, I was just so... He, he, like I said, he probably had the radio on now because the poor man's probably late from work now. And all <laughs> okay, okay. So the, so the... It's so great that there's so many people still, you know, everyone that passed, everyone stopped, everyone tried to help. Ah, uh, delighted. So this is a shout out to whomever he is. You'd love to know who he is, yeah. and certainly his name. Yeah. Let's find out. Hopefully he's listening. We'll find out who he is, and uh, yeah. you know, um, might have a little gift in it for him. You never know what I might be able to rustle together. Yeah. But let's see if we can find it because it was a good deed, good gesture, and you were under a lot of yeah. pressure. Delighted for you. Take care of yourself, and um, I, I, I don't know what you're going to do with regards to those keys. Um, I know. Keep a spare. <laughs> Keep a <Yeah>. spare. <laughs> Thanks so much, Neve. Take care. Actually, there is a guy that we use. Um, and uh, if, say, Arlo was still stuck in the car and Neve couldn't got her out, we would have called ADM Security on the Tromore Road because we've dealt with them in the past. ADM Security. I'm assuming I'm right about this now. Yeah, ADM are the security company that do free callouts for children locked in cars. <laughs> do free call-outs for children locked in cars. Now, it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. As we say good morning to everybody at Shoe on Patrick Street with a busy weekend ahead of them. Everybody at Cove Hospital is listening. Good morning to Lydia, to Donna Coleman and everybody at the Hair Factory in Douglas for all of the staff at the Patients Admissions and Accounts Department at the South Infirmary. Morning, Colette, to GRP Roofing Supplies on the Tremor Road, to Rockwell Engineering in Clahine, to all of the staff at the Endoscopy be ward in the matter private in Citygate. Married morning to Antone. The complete upholstery and foam services on Barrick Street. Gwail Skull Corain in Yall. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Craig and all the gang at Pat McDonald Paints in the Commons Road. Animal Health Laboratories. AHLI in Bandon. Don is in dispatch and Nicola's there and Helen and Amy and Leah and Leanne and Sophie and Noel, John, Dermot, Anne, Marie and Margaret all listening to everybody at Little Hands Childcare Redemption Road in Blackpool. Bridgewater Homes in Waterfall. Ego Hair Salon and Cove, Blockwall Developments in Kerry Pike, and just a few more, including O'Sullivan's Pharmacy on the South Douglas Road. Um, they uh, they said we'd love Free Food Friday as our supervising pharmacist is leaving today, and we're sad. And another few uh, for ECI JCB and Carrick Tool, the Pet Shop on the Kinsale Road. Morning to Roger and Rose and all of the gang, Bronx, uh, and all the lads in Hepburn Professionals in the Model Farm Road. To the gang at Nesbitt's, uh, it's Audrey's last day, so good morning. Uh, everyone working in Unite and the water workers on strike at Victoria Cross and Glasherboy Waterworks. To the Dunn Stores Drapery Department in Mallow and to everybody at Bardsley Developments in Cove, uh, particularly Paddy and Adam who are carpenters on site, all listening. So keep those shout-outs coming. Text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. We'll do the next bunch of shout-outs in about 15 minutes' time. But back to the phone lines we go. Um, and, and is it Annetta? Annetta. Annetta. Oh, good. I'm glad I pronounced it right. So you, you bought... Morning to you. You bought a robot toy um, on yes. adverts.ie called Cosmo, the robot. Yes. 
Okay. It's um, basically intelligent robot who would interact with the child or with an adult. It works similar to Amazon. It's basically artificial intelligence robot. Okay, so it's connected to Wi-Fi. You can talk to it and everything. Yes. And why did you need that? Basically, I needed it for my autistic son, Dominic. Dominic will be seven next Wednesday. He was asking for that robot for his birthday for the last few months. Um, he's mad into robots and all the engineering stuff. So we had a look for a new one. New one cost about 600 euro. Unfortunately, yes. it's a big, big money. We couldn't I, afford it. I've been looking at it. It is actually an educational toy robot yes. that would be yes. in and around 500 to 600 euro if you're lucky. Yes, you're okay. right. Okay. So you, um, you, were, you were astonished when you saw it on Adverse.ie for 75 euro. It was actually advertised for 80 euro. And I said, look, Jeannie, it's a very, very good value. So I messaged the lady advertising. She said it's still available. I asked her for her mobile number because it's easier to contact each other. She said we can drop the price to 75 euro. He's obviously used, but he's working 100%. So I said, fantastic. I couldn't find it any better. This is, of course, for your son's developmental skills. He also loves that kind of technology. You were delighted. So did you organise to meet with the lady? Yes, I met the lady yesterday. I called into her house. She wasn't there, so I was ready to leave. I said, look, I'll just go and leave it off. Maybe she's busy. And then she rang me. She said, she's actually at home. Can I turn around and come back? Which I did. Before she asked me to download the app for Cosmo, you need app for Cosmo to make it work. Yes. She said, she'll show me how it's working. So when I arrived there, I was with my son, Dominic. I had nobody to mind him. So I said, look, I'll give him that gift before his birthday. He'll be delighted. He was over the moon when he seen us. Where did you meet her? uh, Just outside her property. In Douglas? Yes, in Douglas. All right, okay. So she never showed me how it's working. She seems to be a genuine person. And I know I was just having a blonde moment and I should have really (laughs) walked into... I'm blonde. I should have really walked into her house and checked it if it's working. But I... She just looked genuine person. I said, look, it's working. She's telling me it's working. Took the robot, said, thank you so much. She even wished Dominic happy birthday. Um, I explained to her, Dominic is autistic, so he's really looking forward to it. We came home. I plugged it in, charged it fully, and the toy started up, and then he kept on disconnecting, and the speaker from the toy was muffled. So it wasn't working properly. I contacted her. I told her, the sound is muffled, it's disconnecting. She said, oh, you just need some time to make it work. I said, that's okay, I'll give it a go. The robot started working. I told her, it's working fine. Literally two minutes later, disconnected again. I tried it on three different mobile phones and on the tablet as well. I just The same thing kept on happening. Dominic was in tears. Does it need a charge, though? Does it need a charge, Anetta? Yes, it needs to be charged for about half an hour. It has a special charge. You did itself. all of that? I did all of that, all okay. of the steps. I even YouTubers, just in case if I'm doing something wrong. Okay. And and you're absolutely sure that this is faulty and it's not fit for purpose? 300% because afterwards I said, look, he's crying. I have to do something. So I found another one in CX. But hold on a second before we get to the other one. You got back onto her, did you? I did. I told her, it was literally like, I purchased it at 12 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, it wasn't working. I told her, I can bring it back, she can have it, can I just have my 75 euro back so I can purchase another one? She said, no, it was working when I gave it to you, which there was no proof for that. And it's just my problem now, basically, that's what she said. She said, it's your problem now, I won't be replying to further messages. Yes, yes. She said, maybe you have to do factory reset. 
which I just read about factory reset with these robots. If you do factory reset, you could be lucky. You, you, could, you could do that factory reset or you could be unlucky and the robot might not turn on at all. Okay, okay. I don't know what you do next with regards to this. If she says, not my problem when I gave it to you, it was working. Um, I contact the guardy in Kolf and basically they said it's a civil matter. Unfortunately, they can't help me with that, which I do understand. There's nothing they can do about it. Um, I should have checked it. I, I didn't check it in her house. And then when I went to CX and I got another one, I paid for it 130 euro, brought it home, and literally no issues whatsoever. So I'm stuck with a broken robot and a brand new one from CX that it's working perfectly. And I can see the big, big difference now that the one we actually purchased from her is faulty. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, it, it would sound on the face of it that, you know, your interpretation of it is that you were sold something that was broken. Uh, and that's unfortunately the online world where you'd have no comeback. If you got it from CEX and it was faulty, they would take it back. They would. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. But with 100%. private buyers of anything, whether it's a robot or whether it's a suite of furniture or whether it's a television or anything like that, could be a mobile phone. You know all of the stories with mobile yes. phones and the scams there. I do. I do understand that. But it's just the fact that she even had the cheek to say happy birthday to my child. Knowing he's a, he's a small child. He's only seven years old. He's on spectrum. He, he has different way of thinking. And he was so happy. He was delighted. And even to say happy birthday and just give it to him. I don't know. It, it, adds, it, adds, it makes it even worse. It's even worse. It's more upsetting for your son. Absolutely it is. Um, I would uh, get over it if that would be for me. If I would receive 40 items, that's fine. Look, my fault, I, I get over can it. Can I just say to people again and again and again and again and again, if you do something <laughs> like this and you want to buy it privately, would you please check these things are working before you hand yes. over any money? Isn't that the message? Yes, yes, that's L- true. Just check anything and everything you buy. You just you just have to check it that it's working 300% yeah, before you yeah, actually... Yeah take it of them before you make any payments. Or at least if there's the a video home. a video of it working or something, I don't know. Show me the video of it working before I revolution money or something like that. I don't know. Um, un- unfortunately, it sounds on the whole, it sounds as if somebody wanted just to shift a broken robot and make a few bob on it. And that's what happened yes, to you. exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what happened. Okay. A very expensive lesson then, Annetta. It is, you're right. Let it be warning to people, let it be warning. But you've one happy son anyway, in fairness. You might have had to fork I out do, more money. I but do, and two robots at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, okay. Maybe the one, the working robot can work on repairing the broken robot, who knows? <laughs> That'd be fab. <laughs> all the best, thanks for taking the call. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. And by email, in my opinion, from what I heard at the PAC hearing yesterday regarding Archie, there was never any barter account. It was a slush fund account to pay the top talent who wanted much more money and were nothing more than greedy. There's nothing to substantiate a barter account because testimony by Archie is so vague with the executive saying they either knew nothing about it or D Forbes was the one who had cognizance over it. The term barter account was made up to make a hidden account look legitimate. If this turns out to be the case, then RT representatives who have given evidence in relation to how this fund operated is not accurate and fiction under the heading and classification of barter account, which media uses elsewhere. But RT don't use this. Um, anyway, what must be demanded now is that the presentation of documents to back up RT's answers and for Miss Forbes 
and camera shy Ryan Tuberty to come to the hearing, uh, says Morris. Somebody else questioning, quick comment on the television licence. My husband passed away two years ago. He was 45 years old and died of cancer. When he died, our television licence went with him as obviously he was on carer's allowance. Two weeks after his death, I had a knock on the door. Two weeks after his death, I had a knock on the door saying that since he had passed away, the television licence now needs to be paid. I just want to say thank you, RTE. John says, will D Forbes get a pension? If so, and from the public purse, then she should absolutely be forced to appear before the committee. If Ms Forbes isn't forced to answer questions, then heads should roll. Uh, Imelda Munster, the Sinn Féin TD, was questioning RTE yesterday, but it was disgraceful. She kept butting in, passing stupid comments. It was an embarrassment to me as a taxpayer. All other parties came across as respectful people. You recall the collapse of McInerney Homes, the demise of Bank of Ireland shareholders, the bank investments that fell apart, the collapse of Quinn. All the shareholders, contractors and suppliers were conned. With this RTE mess, it's clear that we as a people have learned nothing over the years. We also have been conned. Uh, Waste of taxpayers' money, nothing new. Just look at FOSS and the numerous other charities over the years. Inquiries are useless. We need action to stop this crap once and for all. Would you please stop giving RTE's debacle airtime? As per my previous text, they are paid too much. However, when I hear the government officials grilling RTE, that is just wrong. Remember how well our government is also overpaid. Um, the RTE debacle takes the heat off the government and off the other pressing issues like the cost of living and health care. And remember, it's the entitled grilling the entitled and it lacks credibility. After all this corruption has been uncovered in RT, you can only imagine what goes on in all government agencies and all government bodies. You are so right, actually. They must be rubbing their hands in glee in Dáil Éireann that the spotlight is off them and everybody's focused and talking about one thing. Uh, Gay Byrne Neil never used an agent. Why does Tuberty, Duffy, Kenny, all of the other stars who claim Gaybo was their main influence feel that they need an agent? And just one more for now. The pontificating of these politicians is amazing, isn't it? The cheek of them, after they have enforced hardships on this state for years, uh, and particularly their stance through COVID, which was disgusting. I believe that the RTE fiasco is a convenient distraction for our politicians. So keep those coming. Text 0868104106. Remember, it's also a Free Food Friday, so we'll do the next bunch of Free Food Friday shout-outs uh, just before 11 this morning. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. Back to the phone lines on a busy morning. Eva, good morning. Is it Eva or Ava? Eva. Eva. Morning to you. You, uh, you were in the yellow box, and uh, was there a crash? Yes. Okay, what happened? Middle Was uh, it Macroom, was it? In Macroom, we were we were driving from the centre to our home and we need to make a um, right turn and it was yellow box on that spot. It was clear, so we started our turn and suddenly the guy that was in opposite line decided to reverse. Reverse? Of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's insane. Who reversed? That's like, why? Complete. I don't know. He don't know either. Go on anyway, I won't interrupt. So he reverses. <laughs> what happens? And he hit us in driver door and make a bump. We need to change all doors because all meha- mechanic parts inside the door were All the electrics, crashed. yeah, all the electrics. So, exactly. so he reverses into you, smacks into yes. the side of your car. Um, yes. You get out, he gets out. What happens? 
Next thing, uh, he wanted to do EU report, but I said, look, thank you, but I would love to call Garda. So I ring the Garda, they came to scene and they make report and he said, I'm so sorry, it's my fault. I will completely repair your car. And I then make a call to the broker house in Killarney that I took insurance to. Mm. And they make a notice and then um, they said to me that someone from Alliance will uh, contact me. Okay, nice one. Okay, a bit of an inconvenience, but everything's looking okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. So maybe next hour or two, the Alliance company ring me. So you drove home and the tourist drove off, French tourist drove off. Uh, he was uh, for an hour in front of the house until Garda came and then he drove off. Okay, okay. Guard said what? So, that he was responsible, is it? Yes. He admitted he it said, and everything. Okay. He said, I don't know why I reversed. I didn't even watch the mirrors, anything. I just crashed into you and it's my fault. Okay, okay. So what happened next? No. So, then my agony starts. Um, they asked me, do I want to solve all by myself through the through the, through the uh, insurance but I said look it's not Irish driver or car or insurance so I would love to do it over the policy so if you could do it for me of course then I'm, I was ringing them every month maybe one or two times and then I realized that there is no point so I start writing uh, mails to them in request what's going on why I don't have any kind of updates anything in meantime I was uh, getting a letter home that repair cost would be around 2020 euros something what is like it that like a, a new, for a new door yes what yeah that's insane I could buy a half decent car for that I know okay but I said look fine it will go through the insurance. I'm not paying it. That's fine. Then they asked me, they called me from repair shop in Cork, uh, asking me three times, do I want to go through the policy? Of course you I want to go. It's confusing. Were you yep. going through a broker, is it? Yes. Okay. And the broker then got you insurance with who? Allianz. Okay. So your, 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 your conversation and the broker's conversation should be with Allianz. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I said, yeah, of course, because it's not Irish insurance. I, of course, I, I don't want to mess with that. So I would love to proceed. So it has been past one year and two months. I still didn't get anything concretely except yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, a postman gave me a letter and it's from Allianz. First sentence was uh, that they have investigated my complaint fully and they sending me a report. And then, funny thing is, third sentence is that they notified about, they have notification about my accident in April last year that happened in France. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know you were in France. You thought you were in Macroom. Yeah, McCroom. I didn't even know. You thought know. you were in yeah. Macroom, right? I thought, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, first, I was frustrated. Then I start laughing like mad person. Like, <laughs> what? In, what, in which, what part of France they didn't wrote it? So I ring them. <laughs> and I ask them, um, 
can you con- connect me with the person that it's responsible for report that <laughs> I have in my hand? So he answered casually, like nothing, not, nothing big happened. I said, but first sentence said that you have investigated my case fully. And then you wrote me that you, that I announced you that crash was in France. What did you investigate? <laughs> Do you have reports from Garda? Are they rejecting the claim? Yes. Because <laughs> it happened and in France. Put, that, uh, that's one thing. Second thing, they put claim on my policy and I paid my insurance for this year 1,450 euro. And without that claim on my policy, I would have 650, 700 at most. So not only have they rejected your claim of two and a half grand, they have doubled your renewal. That's right. Maybe more than doubled it, two and a half times. That's right. And it wasn't even my fault. But who pays the two and a half grand for the door? I don't know. Maybe they're going to pay that. Probably, yeah, probably myself, because my insurance policy is double expensive than, than it should, it's supposed to be. Okay, uh, okay. Um, so just because we asked Paul Kavanagh at uh, McCarthy Insurance Group to take a look at this for you, okay? And uh, yeah. he joins me by phone. He may have more information, I, I don't know, but he's the expert in this. Paul, good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. Good okay. morning, Eva. In, about, morning. In, the, in the two and a half minutes or so that I have, what's going on, Paul? Haven't a clue. I, 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 uh, when your researcher sent it to me, Neil, yesterday evening after work, I was totally confused. Both of us were confused. And in fairness, we got Eve on the phone this morning to try and get some information. Must point out here, I'm not representing the insurer and I'm certainly not representing the broker. No. Because if, if Eva was insured with us, I'd be, I'd be holding her hand. I, I can, I can I tell can people without fear of any correction that if she was being handled by you, because I do a lot of business with you guys, this would not be happening because you're incredibly... And, 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 you're and inc- that is correct. Yeah, yeah, you're incredibly uh, detailed in the work you do. But is it the case now that they won't pay out, Allianz won't pay out for the door and also doubled her insurance? How could that be? I, 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 I didn't even know that they hadn't paid for the door. I assumed from all the, the letters that they had paid for the door. This is even worse than what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, the end story here in two minutes flat, she needs, Eva needs to complain to the insurance ombudsman immediately, the FSPO. It, I think it's I on did. the bottom of the letter. She did. And yes, and that is, the, that is the only recourse at this very minute that she can take that may bring alliance to their senses. Yeah, but you're a powerful man. Surely you can pick up the phone. You must know some head in alliance. Uh, un- un- unfortunately, Neil, only two people can talk to Alliance at the moment. That's A, Eva, and B, her insurance broker. I am not her insurance broker, so I can't do it. I would love to do it for her, and I will help her in any way I can. How in the name of God can they think the crash was in France? It was a McCroom. Sure, that's what I'm saying to you. We were totally confused reading this last night. I was going, did this accident happen in France? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it it says that several times. Should should she renew her insurance in the knowledge that at sooner or later all of this will be put right? She, she did, she did, Eva has done nothing wrong here. Okay. She's 100% on the right, and the financial services ombudsman not alone will put her right, but she'll also get compensation from Allianz for all this heartache. She has all the paperwork to back it up. Of that, you can she be sure that the crash was in McCroom. Um, should she, did she, everything, yeah. Neil, she did everything right. She has everything in writing, which a lot of people don't have. 
She has names, she has dates, she has everything. Looks like you might actually make a few bob out of this, uh, Eva. Have you got onto the insurance ombudsman, sent on all of your paperwork? I did, actually. And you know what? It's interesting. My broker, when I was uh, last time, I'm, I'm sending letters. So for FFSP, sorry, for the government yeah. complainant yeah. Um, society, uh, every month I'm sending mail to them, I'm sending to my broker company, and I'm sending to Alliance. Yeah. And after, I don't know, maybe 10 mails, they ring me from uh, my broker company to announce me that they don't have anything with my case. Yeah, I think you need the... It's the ombudsman for this one, isn't it? He'll knock heads together. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay, and should... So I, I even threat them that I will cancel my policy, but I can't take another policy because there is no. a claim that it's standing... You know, on my policy, so okay. I can't. Change. I was going to ask that. Could you move to MIG and get them no. to renew it? You're saying no, Paul? No, no, I'm not saying that. She can transfer the policy to us. I'm, I'm willing to do that. We can do that. That's a simple transaction. I've no problem. But will it still be coming either. in at fifteen hundred euro? Well, you see, I'll then have to get. I'll have to then get my battle gear on and go to battle with Alliance. Okay. I, I will willingly do that for Eva. Okay. Oh, well, Eva, will you do that certainly with MIG I with will. regards to the renewal and make sure that all of the proper paperwork went to the Amazon because I'd love to hear the next chapter in this story. <laughs> me, me too. I'd, I'm just waiting. What will happen if they thoroughly investigate my thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's mortifying. It's I would mortifying be for them. more than thrilled if Paul connects me somehow and. Okay that I may talk with him and make yeah. agreements. We'll swap phone numbers at midday. Thank you both for now. Come back to me when there's an update. Thank you so much, Paul Cavan at MIG and Eva with regards to her own story. The crash was in a yellow box in McCroom, not France, as Allianz are claiming. But clearly this is a mistake, but it sometimes takes a long time to iron out the creases of mistakes. Uh, we'll wait for the next chapter on that one. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. And um, don't forget, it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. We'll do the next bunch of shout-outs in about 10 minutes' time, but you need to text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. We could be delivering food for up to 20 of you this lunchtime by Red Patroller and also the 400 euro voucher uh, for the furniture centre on the Watercourse Road but being Friday I always love to have live music in studio and we're honoured in studio after the break Fanny Lumsden who recently played um, Glastonbury um, and uh, her and the band in studio after these text the Neil Prenderville show now 086-8104-106 Red FM I'm 
stuck scrubbing the kitchen floor Just to fall on my own plastic sword All I know is I've gotta give you what for Yeah, cause when I die We're gonna shoot my ashes into the sky On the very last day And expect to walk straight through the pearly gate Maybe it's all just a little, a little too late You better stick to your guns, gotta choose your own fate Yeah, cause when I die We're gonna shoot my ashes into the sky I think I just heard the perfect song. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but it was perfect. Right down to the man with the Vegemite hat. <laughs> Those harmonies are off the charts. Uh, thank you. Oh, my God. You're going to rock them in Debaris tonight. Oh, we're excited. To, we're very excited. We've had so much about Debaris. It's a fabulous location. Yeah. Oh, my God. They know their music down there. They're going to be well impressed with you guys. Oh, that's good. Expectations are high on all ends, I think. So, um, yeah, we've got friends... Um, who have played there and they said it's their favourite venue in the entire world. So. You had to come a long way to tell us how to do it right. I know, apparently. But it's okay, it's worth it. Really. New South Wales, is it? Yeah, New South Anywhere Wales. Anywhere near Sydney, that kind of way, or up in the mountains? Um, we're like, yeah, we're about six hours drive from Sydney, so we're out in the bush. Um, we live in a farm in the mountains. So. Lots of time to write music then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of regional touring, so like, it's a good place to kind of bounce out from. What was Glastonbury like, Fanny? Mm. 
Outrageous. It's outrageous. I, I can't it's outrageous still, yeah. to look at it on television with these <laughs> oh, hundreds of thousands of people. I just, so. Yeah, I think even after like four days of, you know, we played early early on, like we played on Friday. So that was amazing in itself. Like that, we thought maybe there'd be a couple of people smattering around because no one's heard of us, but it was packed. They're no Negotia. They're there in the tents. Oh, they're there they were music. there. They were there. And it was just amazing. So the show itself was just so amazing. Real, real highlight for us. But then, yeah, we were there for four days. So like even by the fourth day, we we're walking around and being like, I didn't even know this area existed. <laughs> like, you're just discovering new, like, what? This is a whole stage. We didn't even know it was here. Would you be nervous at a gig that size? Yeah, of course. I was I was feeling pretty, I had my whole band, like, there was se- like seven band members, all, like, including me. Oh, there's more? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called the Prawn Stars, and, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, they all came over for that show, and so I felt very secure in that I had my I had my band with me, you know, that we've, we've all done so many shows together. That is amazing. You see, Kat, you were there for Cat Stevens? Anybody yeah. see Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, well, she's got to be 78 years old, uh, isn't it? Honestly, it's very inspiring though. Just, Isn't it? Yeah, it was it was beautiful. There was just so so many artists that were just like the top of their game and it was so amazing to watch and yeah, we were we like it still feels really weird because we're like, you know, from a little town, a little farm on the other side of the world and yeah, getting to play uh, such no, an amazing got, place. Oh no, you've got serious talent. You deserve to be on that <laughs> no, stage. Thanks, yeah. You really do. Is this a European tour or what? Um yeah, we're calling it a little bit of the world tour. Yeah, 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 so um, we came over for Glastonbury essentially and we've just, we added some cork shows of course and then uh, we're going back and doing one show in London. Look, it's just the start. We we really want to come over here and do a lot more touring and so, but yeah. What about the album? Can I yes. can I keep this plea on or listen yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that one's called Fellow and that one came out a few a couple of years ago. It was our latest one that kind of came out and um, and look, it did, it did it came out on the 13th of March 2020 which was like <laughs> not a great, yeah, great not a great time great. but, yeah. um, but yeah. it did like extremely well like a blue like my mind on how well it did you know those kind of moments in time that like Glastonbury it was like that that album was like that for us well, it really if, did if well if you so. thought Glastonbury was great <laughs> wait till you get to Debarra's well, yeah. Yeah, no, anybody I, interested in a pint of Guinness down yeah. there oh it's Absolutely. just good your souls yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm already there I know so we've had the best time since we've arrived in Ireland we just like every single interaction we've had we've been like are you kidding me is this yeah, country this is are, there any, are. are there Australians any are like nasty us, people here no. no in fact I've never met an Australian I didn't like yeah well there so, you go so you're never going to meet an Irish person. So what? many I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> uh, self-reflection. <laughs> Don't be in any rush to leave West Cork, though. Try uh, and take in beautiful. some of the beauty of it. It's glorious. No, we've had a, had a really nice time. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely be back, I reckon. Okay, yeah. okay. Listen, any chance you might do a second, considering uh, it's Friday yeah. and you're here? And I know it's an ungodly hour of the morning to be, to be singing and playing. We can do it. We have little kids touring with us, we too. We so. and dime bars. Yeah, we're yeah. good now. What, are you in a big, huge camper bus or what? Yeah, like a, just a van. We're all squeezed in with all the gear from Glastonbury. It's, it's cozy. <laughs> um, but we... Um, we do have a new record coming out on the 4th of August called Hate On. So um, these songs are from that. Um, and this song is called Millionaire. Yeah. You wish. Yeah, right? Got my first car at 18. It was a day, Wuchi yellow, it was forest green. And I drove it like a bat out of hell. I ran it right into the ground, yet served me well. Cause I never wanted to be a millionaire. My head is in the clouds. 
skipping and I'm taking it slow Cause all this love around this table is free And this money won't make me Money in our pockets, our hands, squeaky clean. Oh, we thought we had it made, just kids out in the sticks. Oh, we didn't make much, but even ten bucks made you feel rich. Cause I never wanted to be a millionaire. And my head is in the clouds, and my feet they just don't care. I'm playing chicken down a one-way road. I'm stone skipping and I'm taking a soul. Cause all this love around my table is free. And this money won't make me. to be a millionaire I'd say it's, it's overrated anyway that millionaire lark <laughs> it's compensation <laughs> but I want to thank you a million millionaire uh, times for coming into you. studio this morning no, thank you so much that for having us fantastic what a great way to round off the week it's just such happy music isn't it it's just <laughs> yes. infectious yes okay. and good luck and safe travels back down west great to uh, see you all Edwina Dan Paddy and Tom Fanny Lumsden and the Prawn Stars playing oh thank you so much to the bars we've got three sets of tickets to give away for the gig as well so we'll take callers nine 10 and 11 now on 0818104106 get down to that gig I wish I could but I'm going north while they're going west so enjoy the gig tonight at Dabaras you're going to be in for a big treat get down in for those thank you guys continued success thank you so much for coming in meanwhile got to get back to our phone lines this morning because I told you there would be updates and different topics remember Avancore from earlier in the week Joanne Hi, my, my apologies um, I know you've been waiting for a while but, but it, hopefully no it's problem. worth the wait now with regards to the house in Avancore in Middleton and we heard about start mortgages yesterday having an interest in the property what has happened since because God knows you can't live with these people anymore um, so yesterday after we figured out the smart mortgages um, owned it and stuff uh, they sent a man down within the hour that it was on the radio and 
he had a look at the property and he came back and gave them a 24-hour notice so they should be out by this evening. Okay, so was notice served and everything? He actually, somebody came down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so gr- You must be delighted with that update. Oh, we are. We really are. And we just wanted to say as well, like on behalf of everyone, thanks so much. And it just goes to show what a small community can do when everyone gets together. And I always encourage people to reach out if they think that radio can help to do get in touch. It can. And, and like we, we were sitting here waiting for guards, local TDs, and nothing was happening. So I give that advice to anyone if you have any kind of problem like that that you want to get sorted don't just sit and wait yeah 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 talk to Neil Prendival <laughs> yeah talk to Neil Prendival <laughs> that's, that's a core threat at this stage I think <laughs> it is <laughs> I'm delighted so do you think they'll oh. do you think they'll go quietly this evening will it be boarded up the thing or? now yeah. we, do, we really don't know it's just a waiting game so we'll see now later what happens and has it been boarded up or will it be boarded no, up? No, I it, think it will be, yeah. Okay. But why well, don't they... Have to be. They, they yeah. won't be able to leave it open, I'd say, you know. Yeah, okay. So notice has been served to get out within 24 hours and that runs out yeah. sometime later today. Okay. So on yeah. Monday we should have an update, fingers crossed, that that happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. And it would be lovely, actually, if the house got turned around and the family could get in there to live. Oh, they're brilliant. Nice little family going there, you know. I know, I know. Um, we'll chat. We'll chat on Monday, Joanne. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but you should all be perfect. over the moon with that development, and oh, hopefully, we are, you know. And just thanks so much to everyone at Red FM as well. Happy to be part of the story. Thanks, Joanne. Mind yourself. No Talk problem. Monday. Thank you. Good Bye. luck. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Blackpool and Douglas. So you need to, in the next 10 minutes, get your text in who you are and where you are to 0868-104-106. Now, good morning to everybody working hard at Middleton Credit Union. They love the food today. So would everybody tails and tugs, do, tails and tubs, even dog grooming and Douglas Woolen Mills to all of the gang at Bishopstown Court Residential Nursing Home, the hardworking staff and the residents, and they'd all share it together. SR Technics and Mahan are listening. Christy says, "Send us food." <laughs> the Mercy Hospital um, for Free Food Friday really busy today between the medicine uh, dispensary and the chemotherapy unit, and they could do with a treat. There's eleven of us in the department, and we chair with everybody. Ross Oil and Fernandes are listening as well. Quinlan's Motor Factors in Dennehy's Cross. Dairy Gold Accounts Payable um, would love food today. Morning to Eilish and all of her colleagues. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> the, lads, the lads are still building the stone wall down in Middleton. <laughs> How high is it now? Uh, morning to everybody at stonemasons.ie, building a stone wall in Middleton. Keller, Keller, I'd love to see photo evidence of that wall, incidentally, as to what kind of work you're doing. Are you doing a block a day or what? Anyway, Kelleher's and McCroom, Free Food Friday. Everybody at Thalgo Beauty Centre in Torrey Top Road. Crazy Monkey Skate Park and, sorry, Skate and Repair Shop in Church Road in Douglas. EL Decorators in Corraheen. AP Vaughan Recycling in Tower. West Cork Building Supplies in Gorgeous Clonakilty. You got a great band heading your way later on today, guys, for Debarra's. To everybody at uh, Hope Montessori Deer Park, particularly from my daughter's school and her teachers, Sophie, Leona and Hilary. They are brilliant and my daughter loves school. Classic Windows and Columni, Rapid Prostate Cancer Clinic and the CUH, uh, Red Hat in Cork Airport Business Park, especially the payroll team. For many, today is payday at the end of the month. 
PFH as well, uh, Doyle Shipping Group in Cove, Caulfield Transport in Little Island, and Cullen View Interior in Riverstick. They would love feeding. So today, you will get a selection of starters, chicken wings, chicken skewers, and beef skewers, a selection of mains, including chicken wraps, chicken pitters, and beef burgers, and then you'll also have the uh, the peri salted fries, rice, and waffle fries. Uh, and then build your own cheesecake for dessert with all those different topics to choose from. Courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Hope to do one more bunch of shout outs this side of midday. Um, if the band in studio, Neil, do want to be millionaires, as it says in the song, there's an agent in Dublin looking for clients for a gig as the Late Late Show band. Boom, boom. Um, I love it. Isn't that just brilliant? Aren't they just brilliant? Um, they ask them to stay in Clonakilty, says Marie, as in move there. Uh, thank you for those kind words. Um, we also have uh, three winners for those tickets and they're Linda Chambers from Don Manway, John Kelleher is in McCroom and Louise Rohu is in Waterfall and they're off to uh, Fanny Lundson and the Prawn um, Brigade. Well, Fanny Lundson is the band, the Prawn Stars, um, who play tonight at uh, Debarra's in Clonakilty. Uh, for all other business, text 0868104106. But you know how over the past few weeks I've been giving away um, passes for various tourist locations across the city and county? Whatever you do, download the Explore, <coughs> the Explore Cork app. It'll tell you everything you need to know. If you're heading off on a day or a weekend or an adventure with the family, we have passes to give away. This morning, I want to do and give away some passes for something that you will really and truly enjoy. It's the Cape Clear Ferries and all that's part of it. I think Brendan, the skipper of the boat, is possibly on the boat, maybe even on the water right now. Let us find out. Brendan, skipper, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Neil. How are you? Are you tied up or are you at sea? Well, we're tied up in Skull at the moment, but we're on board a boat. Okay. And how's it going? Busy summer so far? Yeah, the May and uh, May and June have been uh, very good. Uh, quite enough the last uh, week or so, but that's usually around the exam time. So hopefully it'll pick up again. And what are we looking at here? We're certainly looking at a trip out to the Fastener, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, yeah, out to Cape Clear Island and then out to the iconic Fastener Rock. So um, yeah, tallest and widest rock lighthouse in Ireland, UK. So. Definitely one for the bucket list. And that's not all. There's also the 100 Islands, and I imagine there would be a bit of whale and dolphin watching. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct, Neil. Yeah, yeah. we've been uh, very lucky in our trips out in, uh, in the last uh, six, seven weeks. There's been lots of wildlife. What have, you, uh, what have you seen? What have you seen, Brendan? What would people see? Uh, well, yesterday morning we had dolphins on the way to Cape Clear, and uh, we often get dolphins on our trip to the fastness. And uh, the week before last, we had a minke whale that was breaching about eight or nine times uh, right alongside us so we've been uh, very lucky in that since people must gasp with excitement when they see a minky whale breach oh yeah uh, it's unbelievable uh, to, just to see their faces I mean they're, they're amazed with the, with the facet rock itself because it's so big and, and uh, the tall and then uh, to see wildlife after it, it just uh, it just makes their, their trip and uh, makes us very proud and very happy to uh, do what we do do you land on Cape Clear? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You can come out with us in the morning and uh, you can uh, spend uh, two and a half hours in Cape Clear, have a look around, some beautiful walks there, some pubs, um, picturesque harbour where you can sit down and have a pint of Guinness and look out at the going sun. And then we... Uh, bit of seafood, I suppose, with the pint, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bowl of chowder there is lovely. <laughs> and... Uh, and then we pick you up and, and take you out to the iconic Fasted Rock. And uh, we go around it uh, both ways, um, clockwise and anticlockwise, so everybody on either side of the boat can see it. And, uh, you know, it's just truly an amazing feat of engineering. Isn't it? Uh, I, yeah. I've seen it hundreds of times, and every time I go out there, 
no matter what the weather conditions are, every day is like a different day. So Another few years yeah. now, you guys will be coming up to your centenary, won't we, won't you? 1931, who was that? Probably a great-great-granddad or something? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we've been uh, stuck in the ferries for uh, a long, long time. Um, my uh, mother is from Cape Clear Island, all my family there have been in the ferries for years. And my father is from uh, Baltimore, and... Um, they were uh, originally running the Shirkin Ferry back in the start of the 1900s. So uh, we have a long tradition of uh, seafarers. So uh, so it's going well. So I suppose it was a natural progression that we uh, we got into the business and kept it going. Absolutely. And came through COVID and all that kind of stuff and back now and booming. You do April to October out of Baltimore and then June, July and August to Skull, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, for the fasting tours, it's April to October and uh, June, July, and August um, out to the out of Skull. And um, we also do the, the evening tours, the twilight tours, which are uh, which are coming very popular. So you can go out in the evening and have a pint of Guinness or a glass of Prosecco and watch the sun go down at the festivals. Oh my hopefully god! Hopefully, see a bit of uh, wildlife on the way home. And it's ideal because that takes like two hundred passengers, so it's big. You got a real wraparound view up on top. I'd say, right? Oh, she's lovely. Uh, I, I must say, like, she originally came from Cannes down in France, so she's a modern ferry with 360-degree uh, views and perfectly suited for the Irish weather. Big, big windows in the saloon, so even if the day is uh, not so nice, you can sit inside and still see out. Listen, and, uh, the weather's a lottery here. You saw the three weeks that we had there a little while back. That was glorious. Hopefully that'll come back again. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's a uh, great enjoyment to... to uh, see the smile on, uh, on uh, even uh, on the children's faces and stuff when, uh, when the weather's so nice. It is. And, uh, I also see awful disappointment, you know, with regards to people who who come from all over the world to get out to Skelligs and they're on the marina waiting to get on the boats and it's a lottery as to whether they're going to go because of the swell, you know. And they're just heartbroken. They come from America. They can't get out there. It's awful. Well, that's, that's it. I mean, we, we have people coming from uh, all over the country down to us just purely to do the trip. And uh, but we're lucky with this boat. Um, she, like she's very uh, seaworthy, so um, you know it's great to bring him out. And uh, we have the speed, so uh, we can get him get out even if the weather isn't uh, suitable as normal. So Fair play to you. Uh, a, a great thing. And then, of course, we have our sister company in Cork. So this vessel will uh, will head up to Cork in October and uh, continue uh, continue trading up there and uh, doing. Um, Day tours and kind of corporate stuff. So uh, We did that a couple of weeks ago. I brought my own team out on that. We had a fabulous day in the Cork Harbour Tour all the way down to Cove and out to Roaches Point and the beauty of the harbour on a sunny day. It was just magnificent. I highly recommend the Cork Harbour Tour. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's lovely. And, you know, we're, we're working hard to try and uh, build, build all these things up. So um, we're very fortunate this year. We, we got named as the, the best new business in Cork Harbour. And uh, Deservedly also the Wild so. Atlantic Way, we got uh, we got the uh, Wild Atlantic Way Tours and Business of the Year for uh, for the Fastnet Tours. So we're pushing hard. We're upgrading our fleet all the time and uh, just trying to make it the best experience we can. For, Keep it up. Uh, Keep passengers. it up. Keep it up, Skipper. I'm going to give away some family passes now and thank you for them. Tomorrow will be a nice day. You should get lots of sunshine. Am I right in that? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow is lovely. Um, weather conditions aren't so suitable, so we'll be just running to Cape Fear. So we'll be running back to the Fastnet on uh, on Sunday now. All right, my friend. Yeah, different. We're going to Cape Fear all the time. And sure, you've been in Cape yourself, Neil. It's just picturesque, lovely walks. And Love it. Love that whole area. People want to book yeah. tickets. What's the best way to go about it? www.capeclearferries.com, I guess. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you can go onto our website and, and look it up. And um, just don't forget, we run out of skull as well. So sometimes people think if the Baltimore boat is full that they can't go, but um, they have to get onto the skull, uh, the skull side of the website as well. So we have plenty of availability now with, with these boats. So Highly uh, recommended family trip or whatever. A bunch of friends take themselves off and see the beauty of West Cork and the islands. Thanks so much, Brendan. Mind yourself. Congratulations on your success. Um, and uh, I'll give away those tickets now. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Thanks very much, Neil. Thank you very much. All the best. That's skipper Brendan Cottrell. He's on the boat at the moment and ready for the next trip, and you could be on one. So we have three vouchers to give away. Each of them is for two adults and two children to take a trip to Cape Clear Island to do a bit of whale watching, the dolphins, out to the Carberry Hundred Islands, in and around, not on, but around the Fastnet Lighthouse and the Fastnet Rock. So we'll take callers 10, 11 and 12 on 0818 104 106. So go for that, lads. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 106. Cork's Red FM. OK, a lot of text on topics including RT as for the Ryan, as for Ryan Tupperty going back to RT Neil the problem would be how could he walk into the RT canteen with his head up surrounded by all those employees and journalists who now know all of this I don't think it would go down too well says Desi well you know it's not going down too well but everyone's talking about it like most of the country I'm sickened by the carry on in RT it stinks of arrogance and entitlement to put it mildly for any little bit of confidence to be redeemed for that brand I think heads will have to roll there'll have to be a total new makeover if they ever hope to collect public money again it's flabbergasting says Leo uh, can you please ask them who makes the decision and if the guardy have to will be they be called in to investigate this RTE saga please um, it will depend on complaints that are made to be quite honest with you it could be the accounts committee it could be packed could make the complaint but the guardy are already looking uh, there's no way Kevin Backhurst another RTE insider should get the DG job they need new people from the outside to go in uh, where was the slush fund held an offshore account are we back to Ansbacker again says Paddy um, I wonder while we're at it if any politicians ever got any piece of any slush fund uh, talking about calling the kettle black one corrupt organisation politicians condemning another as in Fine Gael condemning RTE that's what the texter says I suppose you're honing in on Fine Gael but why aren't you saying Fine Gael Fianna Fáil but anyway surely all this carry on with RTE is now a matter for the Gardaí and revenue I can't believe that D Forbes or Ryan Tuberty will not ten- attend the committee to answer all the questions if that is the case can a person who refuses to pay their television licence refuse to attend court and claim that Ryan Tuberty and D Forbes refuse to attend so I will not attend I won't hold my breath on that one Neil says Mike in Mallow well there's three people really whose uh, input is really badly needed here. One is Dee Forbes, the other is Ryan Kelly, and the third is the agent, uh, Noel Kelly, who represents at least a dozen uh, of the big RTE stars, to be honest. So I may come back to this again on Monday and have a little bit more time, but can I just say, today is our fifth and final giveaway for our Furniture Centre vouchers. The Furniture Centre on the Watercourse Road in Blackpool are celebrating their summer event at the moment. Over 40 years in business out in Blackpool. What I love about it is you've got a huge range of furniture and soft furnishings for all different rooms and parts of the home. They deliver for free. They assemble for free. And if there's old furniture you want taken away, they will take it away for free. Further details at thefurniturecentre.ie. Certainly top quality furniture with great value for over 40 years. So here's your qualifying question. You'll get on the air with me. We'll play 30 seconds, right? I'll give you all of the hints and tips I can. Whoever gets the most right... Um, wins the 400 euro voucher if, if there's a tie we'll deal with the tie then but we'll take callers 9 and 10 here is the qualifying question for you 
I was asked this this morning. I hadn't a clue. We all know that Cork is known as the Rebel County, but which county is known as the Model County? The Model County. Cork's the Rebel County. Where's the Model County? So we'll take callers 9 and 10 on that. 0818 104 106. While all that is happening, we had chat up lines yesterday, many of them quite corny, the vast majority of them. Would you like to be buried with my people? Oh my God, your teeth are like the stars. They come out at night. Uh, another chat up line I work for RTE. <laughs> you must be, there's nothing there. You must be tired because you're running through my mind all night. Or this one, which I kind of like, you know, I kind of like this one. It's, uh, you, um, are you a parking ticket? Because you've got fine written all over you. Uh, here's 20 pence for a payphone. Call your mother and tell her you won't be coming home. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have a plaster? I just cut my knee falling for you. Oh, God, give me a break. If that wasn't bad enough for you, Seamus took to the streets of Cork yesterday. Is your name Wi-Fi? Because I'm feeling a connection. That's been rated, apparently, as the best chat-up line ever by polls of singletons who were asked. Seamus took to the streets of Cork to discover Cork's best icebreakers, right? Cork's best ones. Cork bests chat-up lines. And whether or not people ever admit to having used them. To be honest, I don't use chat-up lines because I don't need them. Was there ever one used on you? Oh, I've heard every corny one possible. Like what? Oh, I can't think now. <laughs> I used to know a fella who used to go up with a pint of ice <laughs> in, in, in a glass and just throw the ice on the dance floor and jump on it and say, no, that I've broken the ice, do you want to dance? No, I never, you got, that, like no, that, I never no? got that, no. Because we never popped her on. It was just out in a bit. I think it was around town or at the, the, the offices. Or, um, most fellas, it's most fellas, so if I was meeting from in the sex office, it's outside, like, you know what yeah. I mean? But then they might turn up and answer. You know, I sometimes had a bit rough, but by the survive, so I could hop on the bus, go home to Northside if he didn't turn up. Old fashioned, just <laughs> blind dates, and her fellows walked up to her. <laughs> His mother brought him up. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> See? What's your favourite chat up line now? My friend said, will you meet me? <laughs> <laughs> Does that always work, does it? Sometimes. Go ahead. <laughs> God, how would it be now? Where are you going tonight, like? Would you like to meet, where you, uh, meet up? <laughs> Something like that now. <laughs> and did it work? Of course it did. <laughs> Can't you see I'm smiling? I never use them. No. Because I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to use one. And you're probably the better of it. <laughs> I suppose I'm better off, yeah, yeah. The way things are going out, sure. Do you ever have one, no? A chat up line? No, not that I can think of offhand. But of course, I'm only just a few years gone past the 16 or whatever. So I can see that. Come back the next time and I'd have definitely one for you. When you're older. Have a good day, yes. What was your chat up line? Do you remember it? She come here often. And did it work? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was old now, that was the one. But like if, if a person approached me here now and said to me, How are you? I said, Who oh, you know? I'd ask him, Who oh, you see? What is it? Yeah. What do you want? And uh, by the time he leaves here. Chief, 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 Chief <laughs> Superintendent uh, Johnny here, la? 
I'd know more about him now than he, when he leaves there <laughs> than he ever started. The fellow in Mardy tripped me and across the afternoon bus. I fell out in my face and legs. He <laughs> did. And you married him? I did. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is dead now 23 years. Yeah, 23 years, yeah. So, like that, now we were very happy too. We met in Francis Hall. And most of my friends met their husbands yeah. in Francis Hall. Yeah. So my first dance now with him would be in the Grey Coin. Down to South Man. And there was no drinking or anything. There wasn't any. No. It was always. Young boy, you got a cup of tea in the yak? You would. That's what my date was with my husband. Oh. And cup of tea upstairs. And we'd be, be all tango dancing then downstairs. I was a ballroom dancer. My dad was born and then we had to be home for half ten. Half ten? And he'd be out at the corner at half ten waiting for us to come. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, that man's. I bet yours pulled away for you. They were birdies. Just listening to Cork people doing their thing with a beautiful Cork accent on chat up lines from the streets of Cork yesterday. Anyway, you can text any of the chat up lines over the last couple of days that I might have missed. Text 0868104106. Last bunch of shout outs, lads, then we'll pick a winner for Free Food Friday in a few minutes' time. Countrywide drains and dripsy, cleaning drains and septic tanks and starving. Starving. Foley's Plumbing and Toker would love to win. All the team are starving after a busy month serving clients. Adrian and all the gang at Sports Gear Direct. A feel good Friday would certainly feel good after a long old week. It's been a long old month actually lads hasn't it? Uh, but the weather was great up until recently. Leanne Motors on the airport road. Aideen, Melissa and Aidan are listening. They'd love some feeding. Love roosters. Northside Tires on the Old Mallow Road would love to win also. Everybody's listening at In for Lunch on McCurtain Street would love some food for a change. Morning to Jim, Francis, Lillian, Charlene Anderson and Zach to Ashling and all of the account staff at admin offices at Easy Living Interiors and to the electricians at EMH Technical Services in Ballincollig and finally everyone at Liam Lara, Liam Lara Engineering who are tearing mad in Carrick Tool. So we'll pick a winner for Free Food Friday in a few minutes time I promise you that but what to do now I always get the heebie-jeebies when I'm playing this game I can tell you because I'm not quite 100% sure of the rules all of the time but let's play 30 seconds with a 400 euro voucher for the furniture centre on the Watercourse Road and uh, we've got Daniel Long and Whitegate Daniel good morning good morning Neil how things I'm good my man Neve Walsh is in Ballyvalan good morning Neve. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Now, um, you have to get the questions answered before the buzzer. The buzzer disqualifies, okay? So it's 30 seconds up to the buzzer. But you're first up, Daniel. So we all know that Cork is known as the Rebel County, but which county is known as the Model County? Wexford. Wexford. Did you have to Google that or did you actually know it? No, I know it. I'd, I'd probably I'd be uh, a big enough GEA fan to know it. Why do they call them the Model County? That I'm not too sure. Yeah, you will be I, I know the answer called the Yellow Bellies, so... <laughs> the, yellow I, I, bellies. <laughs> the Yellow Bellies. Actually, it's a big, it's, it's a big game on Sunday. Can I just mention this? The Cork footballers are playing Derry in the All-Ireland quarter-final on Sunday as part of a doubleheader at Croke Park with Dublin playing Mayo in the second game. As a throw, throw-in is at 1.45. It'll be broadcast on RT2. But I met the parents of Stephen Sherlock yesterday inside in town. Um, and they say everybody keeps talking about the hurlers, so you need to give a big shout-out to the footballers. And Stephen Sherlock plays for the Bars and he's part of the team on Sunday. So morning to Stephen and to his folks and to all of the team. Uh, come back with a win. All right, so we're ready to do this, Daniel and, uh, and Neov, yeah? Yeah. 
Okay. Just about. All right, pal. Okay. So I got 30 seconds for you. Uh, forgive me now if I make a hames of it, but I mean well, okay? No matter. I mean well. Where's my 30 second clock gone again? There it is, have it. Okay. So I'm going to start with you, Daniel, and your clock starts now. I'm dreaming of a. White Christmas? Yeah, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Television show. Oh, pass. Uh, Captain Kirk, come on, come on, come on. Oh, oh, let it go. Okay, this is not McDonald's or Burger King, but the people in Galway swear by this fast food. Supermax. Supermax. Um, and this was a song by the Wolf Tones about a huge big stone out in the Atlantic. Oh. Damn it, man. Did you know? Uh, on the spot, I can't think. Oh, rock on, rock all, you'll never rock fall. On, on. I love singing that song out loud. I, my, my apologies, I stayed on Star Trek too long, did I? You still there? Star Trek, the TV show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no. Yeah, you knew it? You heard of it? I, I did, yeah. You yeah. didn't You didn't hear Neve telling you the answer in the background, no? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you got two, all right? So hang in there. You got two, so hang in there. Let's see how we get on. You did know that, Neve, didn't you? I did. Okay. So two are better. Get more than two when you win 400 euro voucher for uh, uh, for the furniture centre. If you tie, we'll get to that bridge when we cross it, all right? Okay. Okay. So your 30-second clock, and it starts now. Uh, Bart's dad in the television show. Simpsons. Okay. We, we give up all our nice things for this every year. Yep. Say that again, what? We give things up during this period every year. Lent. The people that you pay tax to in Ireland. Revenue. Yeah. The um, uh, Jamaican reggae star. Bob Marley. Uh, a a four-letter Japanese television maker. Four letters. Ah, uh, God dang it, man. Ain't going to make no matter because no matter whether you knew that it was Sony or not, you still get four. So it's apologies, Daniel. Not today, pal. Not about us. All right, bye. Good luck to you all down in Whitegate. So, Niamh, again, you don't have far to travel. A 400 euro voucher. Get yourself from Ballyvalan down to the Watercourse Road and spend it on whatever you choose. All right? Brilliant. That's great. Thank you. Delighted for you. And thank you for listening. Well done. Okay. Take care. Nia Valshin, Ballyvalan, with a 400 euro voucher for the Furniture Centre and the Watercourse Road. So, congratulations on them. Thank you to the Furniture Centre for all those vouchers every single day this week um, and continued success with everything you do. Meanwhile, uh, Free Food Friday winners for this week, I am reliably informed. It's all depending on how good the shout-out is that we get from them, but it should be uh, Middleton Credit Union. So let me see if I can get Caroline and the gang uh, from Middleton Credit Union. Um, There's about 15 of them in the office, and I hear this text every week. I think they're texting for weeks and weeks, months and months, years, I'd say, at this stage. Caroline? Yeah? Have you been texting for an age? Sorry? Have you been texting for a long time? Oh, a very long time. All right. Have you any cheap loans there? Oh, we do. Very good rate. <laughs> <laughs> the best credit union in Cork, in Middleton. All right. So, so how many of you are there? 15. Oh, my God. That's perfect. That's perfect. This will feed in and around 15 to 20 of you. So, Roosters Piri Piri, for all of the staff at Middleton Credit Union. Caroline, I need the biggest weekend shout-out you can get from the staff. Okay, let's go. <laughs> 
Not not bad. Take it off speakerphone and it'll be better. Take it off the speakerphone. Big weekend shout out. Here we go. Nah, man, modern technology is a pain in the butt. It's a good shout out. I know you made a big effort. There's food on the way. The Red Patrollers will be with you. Listen, feed the customers as well, will you? Well done. Have a great weekend. Congratulations. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Got to do something about the phone lines in Middleton, guys. Anyway, that's our free Food Friday winners for this week. Middleton Credit Union. We'll do it all again next week. Our lines will stay open. You can text uh, 0868-104-106. Anybody's got a story to share, just like the story from Middleton regarding these people who took over this house and just made life an absolute misery for all of the neighbours down there in Avancore and Middleton. Hopefully, this has been resolved. Today would be the day when they should be leaving because they've been given notice to quit by the owners. We'll find out what the story is on that on Monday. But my point is, they all, four or five of the different residents down there sat down and sent me emails, all of them describing how difficult life is having to live with all of this antisocial behaviour. And that made all the difference. My point being, if you have a story that you'd like us to look at or a story that you would like to share, you can always email neil at redfm.com. Have yourselves a great weekend and I'll see you Monday. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.